0: Hey, I'm talking here, and nobody's listening. I'll tell you, I get no respect. Even the other day, I told my son to take out the garbage. He said, you married her, you take her out. I love that beginning. Hey, Steve Rizzo here, and you're listening to Hey, I'm talking here. It's a New York ding. It's a New York ding. Talking. I end. And this show, by the way, by the way, today's show is called Get Your Shift Together. I'm very excited about this particular show because it's a common sense success strategy that I will be offering you, that I promise you, if you adhere to this and make this a part of who you are, it can have a profound effect on your life. I'm just saying, I'm telling you, I'm just saying. And this show, by the way, is brought to you by The Bob Project and Conversations with Bob. And uh, if you would like to purchase a copy of the book, at yourinnerbob.com, people always ask me, hey, Steve, who's Bob? What's this all about? Bob is the power within all of us that always brings out the best in us, no matter what your circumstances are. Some people call this power the light, the force, the universe. Some people call it the source energy, their higher self, their true self. Most people call it God. You can call it Superman or Wonder Woman. It doesn't matter. What really matters is that you need to know that this power has the answers to all of your questions and solutions to all of your problems. And I want to say something else before I stop bragging about my book. I'm pretty certain that when you read this book from cover to cover, you will realize how much power you have over every aspect of your life. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm not bragging. I'm just saying. And that's about that for that. And right now, it's time for me to introduce to you my director, my producer, and my tech guy, Bruce. Bruce, hey, what up? And you know what? Uh, You know, you're and you're definitely you're great producer, great director, and tech guy because you know I know nothing about technology. I am just, I'm terrible. I'm just, I'm the worst. So, but I appreciate everything you do. Just leave the jokes to me, okay, pal? And um, we have actually speaking of which, um, I'm actually looking to get a couple of new dogs. Uh, we're we're shopping for dogs because our our other dogs passed away a couple of years ago. So we're looking for a couple of dogs and we've been considering some names. Um, one is, is help and, and the other is fire. And that way, when they get away, at, at, uh, if they, they're out at night and I need to call them back in, I can yell out, help, fire, help. <laughs> I think we should end the show right now. Serious, so, uh, folks. I apologize. Like, yes, Leslie, the joke's to you. You're the. Uh, I I had no idea he was going to 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 do this, and that's all I'll say about that for now. But right now, right now, boys and girls, it's time for the Rizzo memo. The Rizzo memo. Memo. Some people say that life's challenging situations dictate what kind of life they're going to have. But here's what I think. It's not the situation itself that determines your quality of life. Rather, it's the way you think about the hard times that will determine how much impact they have on you. Think of your thoughts as a conscious stream of mental judgments, evaluations, and even arguments. What's important to remember is that they're almost absolutely impossible to turn off, except for perhaps maybe meditation. But even then, those pain-in-the-ass thoughts will pop up somehow, someway. The point is, they're always there, and they will always, always have some kind of an effect on you. Thoughts can also be appraised in a very simple way as to whether they strengthen you or weaken you. For example, people who are successful consciously or unconsciously think successful thoughts on a daily basis. Whether they're aware of it or not, their predominant thoughts are of optimism for health, wealth, and abundance on a consistent basis. They don't allow negative thoughts of deficiency and failure to take root in their minds. Now, that doesn't mean they don't have negative thoughts. Of course they do. We all do. It simply means that the majority of their thoughts are positive. And you can see evidence in this in people you come into contact with every single day. Really, think about this. Haven't you ever noticed that people who are always talking about their ailments are always sick? Those who talk about success and prosperity... Are successful and prosperous. Those who talk about how wonderful life is are usually happy and they walk around with a smile on their face. And those people who constantly talk about their children, very annoying, very, very annoying. Stay away from them, turn around and politely, politely walk away. Here's, here's my point, folks. Whatever you habitually think about or focus on most in your world will appear in your world. So whatever you do, stop focusing on what you don't have and what's not working. Why? Because it's not going to end up too well for you. And that, that is the Rizzo memo. Uh, It is time to get your shift together. This common sense success strategy will show you how to start each day, allow you to start each day with an unstoppable attitude to succeed regardless of your circumstances. And that is the key phrase regardless of your circumstances, because we all know, everyone listening and watching right now knows that it's it's really easy to plow through the day with an unstoppable attitude and to stay motivated when things are going the way that you want. I mean, you're in that zone. It's easy. Mm -hmm. But what do you do when life isn't going the way that you want? What do you do when you're trying with everything that you have to get from one place to the next, and it seems like you're just going two steps up and five steps back? What is your attitude like then? that's the key so i have a strategy that can help you to turn this around and this strat and i want you all to get this is a step by step process it starts as soon as you open up your eyes to greet the day why because that's when you enter into consciousness at that moment when you open up your eyes to greet the day you have an incredible opportunity before you even take the covers off to steer your thoughts and your emotions in the direction that you want them to go. Not in the direction they are so often telling you to go. In other words, you can choose to seize the day or you can let the day seize you. I think we could all agree, especially today in the past two and a half years, that most people are starting their days off in low moods at best. And you know what the scary thing is? They're not even aware of what they're doing to themselves. They're cluttering their minds first thing in the morning because what do they do? The covers aren't even off. They're still a little groggy. First thing they focus on is maybe the challenging, if not grueling day they had the day before and all the irate people, right? The, the irate people that they had to deal with and they're not aware that they're doing it. it just, it's an automatic habit that they have created through the years that has become a part of their personality. And- They just clutter their minds. God, I know people. I bet you a lot of you listening right now. They wake up in the morning. They're still groggy. The covers are still on. They just started thinking about that challenging day and the irate idiot person they had to deal with the day before. Then they reach over to their nightstand and they they grab their iPhone or some other ridiculous apparatus and they start looking at all of the messages that they think they have to answer before they leave the house. That is absolutely insane. Give me a break. Give yourself a break. People aren't aware that they're doing that to themselves. Now, if you're starting your day off like that, right off the bat, before you even take the covers off, I mean, then you can't understand why, even after three cups of coffee, your energy level is rock bottom. And you're not aware of it. It's who you are now. It's your personality. So you're just... You're starting your day with with an attitude that's not conducive to being creative or productive at all. So just take a couple of seconds, folks. Think of your responsibility on any given moment, on any given day. As soon as you wake up in the morning, you're cranking into the day, okay? Think about it. Personally, taking care of the kids, maybe you have a personal thing that has to be done and the responsibility that you have at work. Your energy level has to be cranked. It has to be up here. Not down here. So what I'm asking everyone to do is to get their shift together. And this is what I mean. As soon as you open up your eyes to greet the day, I'll say this again, you enter into consciousness and it is at that moment your your creativity is at its most powerful. So when you're ready to greet the day, don't think when you wake up in the morning of, of everything that has to be done, your first goal when you open up your eyes is to say to yourself, who do I have to be to get it done? Who do I have to be? What type of person, what type of mindset do I have to create to get myself cranking at the beginning of the day? That's that's goal number one. That's step number one for this. So then the way we do this is rather than focusing on, this is so simple, rather than focusing on what isn't working, allow yourself in those few moments the covers are still on you to shift your focus and your way of thinking to what is working. The things that gradually lift your spirit, to the things that bring you joy, to the things that very, very gradually will make you feel better. What I'm asking you to do here, folks, is 30 seconds to a minute before you take the covers off is to create an attitude of gratitude. And I know almost everyone probably listening to this has heard this. A lot of people think it's a lot of crap. Again, It can have a profound effect on your life. 30 seconds to a minute a day. Do it for three weeks and you will have created a totally different habit. And it doesn't matter who or what it is that you're thinking about. Maybe you're thinking about the person lying next to you. Maybe you're thinking of your children, your grandchildren, the dog lying by the side of the bed. Maybe you're thinking of a compliment somebody gave you a couple of days ago or something you did for someone a few days ago. Maybe you're having someone over for a Sunday football game, you're having friends over, you're having people over for dinner. Folks, it doesn't matter who or what it is. Every one of us could think of something that they are grateful for in their lives, something that they appreciate. And all I'm asking you to do is to hold on to it and build from there and know how much better you feel. I seriously doubt if we were all in the room, everyone that's listening right now is in the room, I would seriously doubt if there's one person that could say, that could say, I'd rather start my day off in a bad mood. But this particular strategy, it took me longer than most most people um, because I had a lot of crap on my mind at one point in my life. But uh, I would say it took me a good month and a half before... I started noticing a difference. And then what I started noticing, not only was I starting my day in that better mood with an attitude to get things done, I noticed that if I, I carried that attitude with me throughout the day, and I noticed if I started getting into a bad place or something was annoying me or ticking me off, I would take a couple of minutes off and I would do something or focus on something that would gradually lift my spirits and make me feel better. And before I knew it, it became a part of my subconscious, which runs... 97 percent of your life your subconscious runs 97 percent of your life and it's very objective it doesn't know the difference between true or false so if you're walking around the entire day complaining about what isn't working your subconscious is like the genie of your soul and it's saying you're right your life isn't working and mm-hmm. the law of attraction works against you and it's going to show you more of why your life isn't working and, and you know what folks by the way i just thought of something you know i know i'm not passing judgment here I know, I know there are a lot of you out there that might be going to some really intense stuff and finding something to be grateful for can be very, very difficult. But I have to suggest, highly suggest, yes, it may be difficult, but it's not impossible. Sometimes you have to dig really deep. And this reminds me of a story that I have to tell you. And I think after listening to this, I think you'll agree that you could find something to be grateful for. So please, folks, follow me on this. Uh, I had the pleasure in 2004 of meeting Christopher and Dana Reeve. This was uh, uh, five months before Chris passed away. And for those of you who may not know who Christopher Reeve was, most of you probably do, maybe all of you, uh, Chris was um, was the first man to play the role of Superman in the movies in the early 80s. And it was a huge hit, and his career went up to skyrocketed to stardom. And his life took a complete turnaround when he came, became paralyzed from the neck down as a result of a horseback riding competition. And uh, Chris and I uh, one day were were keynote speakers at the San Diego Convention Center. And I was the opening keynote and he was the closing keynote. So when my presentation was over, I was stepping off the platform. There were 6,000 people in the audience. And who comes running in the middle of the aisle in the audience was Dana Reeve and I knew it was her. I never met her before and everyone's looking and she comes up to me and she grabs me and she gives me a big hug and a kiss on both cheeks and she said, whispers in my ear, she said, Chris would love to meet you, would you mind? And I said, "I, I, I would love to, I would be honored. So I went backstage and she was telling me as we were walking back, she said, we saw your entire presentation in the green room on a TV screen and Chris and I and a few other people just love what you did. So when I walked into the to the uh, room where Chris was, folks, I got to tell you, it was a total, total reality check. Because when you hear about someone in that condition, that's one thing. But when you see it, it's a totally different mindset. It's a totally different vibe. The only parts of his body that this man could could move were his lips, his eyebrows, and his eyes. That was it. And he sat in this wheelchair and looked at me with the biggest grin and said, Steve Rizzo, thank you for taking time to talk with me. I absolutely love what you said up there. And then he said, I live by that philosophy. It was the best compliment I ever received in my entire life. And he went on to tell me that um, one of the things, the second thing that he was so grateful for in his life was his sense of humor. And one of the things that I talked about in my presentation was humor. And he said, it helped me feel some kind of normalcy when I was entering the numb zone or the negative zone. And he said, um, it just helped to rejuvenate my spirits. And I kept wondering, I wonder what the first thing was that he was grateful for. And we didn't have that much time to talk because his time was coming up to, to go on the platform. He said, would you mind meeting me later on in the day? And I'd like to talk some more. I said, I'd love to. So later on that evening, we we spent time, Chris and I, and his wife, Dana, and the conversation we had really got intense. And he told me his second day that he asked Dana, when he found out the severity of his situation, he, he wanted Dana to end his life, to pull the plug and take him off the respirator. And she lied down next to him and held him and said, no, you're still you, you're still you. You still have meaning in this world. You're not giving it a chance. And he said, I'm going to give it a few days, but you have to honor me. Just honor me. when I, If I decide I want to leave this planet, you have to do this for me. And she said, I will. I promise you, I will. And the next day, and next day, he saw his kids, his two children, for the first time, walk in with her. Something clicked within him. He said it was an incredible, empowering feeling. And not only did he feel how much he loved them and needed them, he sensed immediately how much they needed him and loved him. That was the first thing he said he was grateful for. And he held on to it. And from holding on to that thing, other things started coming into play gradually. The other thing was his sense of humor. And he has a quote that I totally love. He said in his quote, my life isn't what I thought it was going to wind up to be. But there is love, there is joy, and there is laughter. Now, as I stated, folks, he passed away five months after we had this conversation, but that's not what matters. What really matters is what he did with his life in the last nine years in that condition. What he accomplished in those nine years in that condition falls nothing short of miraculous. It's more than most people that I know could accomplish in a lifetime. And he did it in that condition. And the first thing that ignited him to go on that journey, to create so much of what he created, was when he found that one thing that he was grateful for. That was his saving grace. That was his hope. So for those of you who are thinking you can't find something to be grateful for, to appreciate, I get it. I respect it. But I urge you, not only for yourself, But for your family and for your friends, push yourself to find it. It's there. And I promise you, once you find one thing, other things start coming into play. So that's all I have to say about that. And even though it was bad news to me when I heard about it, I mean, it really wasn't. Then it was what? It was a month later when Dana passed away? That's not what I focused on. I focused on what he said he was going to do. And he lived his life to the fullest with what he had. And that's all we could ever ask of ourselves proof that you know it's not what happens to you it's what you do about what happens and you know it it, it, yeah he suffered yeah he suffered but he proved one of my greatest sayings suffering may be unavoidable Mm -hmm. but just suffering can be avoided and 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 he had those sacred moments those saving graces those moments where you know um he relished with what he was doing and you know his time was up and, and he left and i think we all have the power to make a to to find that one thing to hold on to and watch yourself take off on them. Do what we do. You know, everyone has that, that, that ability to be the best that they can be. And it's going to be very difficult to be the best that you can be. If you're finding it lot, uh, difficult during tough times to find something that you're, that you're grateful for. It's a very easy strategy, folks. Again, it starts as soon as you open up your eyes to greet the day and you take that attitude of gratitude with you throughout the day. It doesn't mean you're not going to be confronted with challenges and it's not a cure-all for your problems, but this strategy can place you at the helm so that you can steer the course of your life with equanimity. You know what I mean? And you know when the storms of misfortune are pouring down on you, this strategy can help to pull you back. This day sucks, but you know what? Tomorrow will be a great day. Or this moment sucks, but you know what? There are other great things that are involved in my life. But you can't make the difference if you if you don't realize that you're stuck in that zone. And that's what happened. That's what happens. People get stuck in the zone, and they don't know it is a part of who they are. And we all know people like that, and we all know people. By the way, folks, uh, stay tuned for this segue coming up. It's the word according to Bob, and just so you people know, you've seen this these segments before, the message that is in the word according to Bob, the message that's in it, is part of the message that's in the book. One of the most important lessons that I learned from living on this planet is what truly successful, happy, optimistic people know about life, that they will experience good times and bad times, that they will have sad days and ecstatic moments that nothing in life is permanent and that success and happiness depends on their ability to ride the waves of change with equanimity. Successful, happy, optimistic people are not exempt from the trials and tribulations of life. My friends, in fact, Some had to overcome incredible circumstances to get to where they are today. But they have this one thing in common, this uncanny ability to shift their focus and their way of thinking to connect to a higher part of themselves, especially when times are tough. That is to say that they allow themselves to temporarily step away from those moments that are bringing them down or causing them some kind of pain. And they gradually begin to focus on aspects of their lives that bring them joy and lift their spirits. They feel blessed for the things that life has given them rather than cursing what life is currently throwing at them. And I really, I really admire the way that they find the laughter during the tough times. And it's not a question of putting blinders on or ignoring that they're going through a difficult time, but rather they instinctively know when to shift their mindsets to something that will put them on a more productive path. And in reality, Hey, we all have the power to do this. And it's what I call a power shift in focus. Now being able to create this power shift in focus is one habit that can have a tremendous impact on your life. Why? Because when you allow yourself to temporarily step away from a challenging situation, and then you steer your attention to something that gradually makes you feel better, you're replenishing your spirit. You're nourishing your soul. Hey. That's the very essence of who you are. You're recharging your inner battery with the emotional fortitude needed to forge ahead. Listen, you can't stop life from throwing stuff at you. You can't stop the unexpected from interfering with your goals and your dreams. But you could always choose how to respond. You can always choose to shift to a healthier mindset when unwanted things happen. People who are happy, successful, and optimistic know no matter what happens, life still goes on. And they can choose to focus on the things that empower them. They refuse to give up their right to enjoy life. And guess what? So can you. And that, my friends, is the word according to Bob. Well, go to my website. You can go to the website, the Graham right there. It's on the homepage. Sign your, your email. You'll get an article or a video. It's free. And uh, appreciate everyone for being here uh what's the best place to start to begin the process start it now yeah and and the best time is whenever you're in a bad mood just say hey wait i you know all right this thing pissed me off i got it over with but you know what i have a life to live with. am i gonna keep carrying this problem with me everywhere no just know it's there you'll deal with it but shift your focus new way of thinking to what's working gotta get going now bye-bye <laughs>